With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Instant reaction. My name is Andrew Downs. It's a Friday night, and I would just beat the crap out of Minnesota. 35-7, to a big win for the Hawkeyes on a Friday night. 21 points in the fourth quarter as the route was on. A uh, final touchdown from Minnesota late in the game, which we will get to with some pettiness on both sides. And obviously... Uh, Not a lot of love lost between Kirk Ferentz and P.J. Fleck. Let's talk about the star of the game. That was Tyler Goodson. Uh, No doubt about it. He was fantastic early. You could tell it was going to be a a good night for him. Uh, The play calling helped him out early on and and later as well. But he... um, He's just great. He had that big, long run uh, to really kind of change momentum in the third or fourth quarter. 142 yards rushing for Goodson, seven-yard average, a couple of touchdowns on the ground. Also had a nice catch earlier in the game as well. Makai Sargent almost had 100 yards, too. 86 for him and a touchdown, an easy touchdown. A couple of easy long runs. Minnesota's defense really kind of gave up there. The offense never gave up. They kept their starters in for all four quarters, uh, even down to the final few seconds where Rashad Bateman hauled it a touchdown. He got 111 yards, although it didn't seem like much of a factor. He was really the only guy catching balls. Chris Altman Bell had three catches for 24 yards, but Rashad Bateman is really the only guy who felt dangerous in the passing game. And uh, Muhammad Ibrahim... Got his 33 carries for 144 yards. It's not bad, but no touchdowns and no threat to win that game. Tanner Morgan wasn't great. Uh, Speaking of not great quarterback play, Spencer Petras, yikes. Um, That early interception, it was kind of mind-boggling. Missed a couple of long throws, uh, you know, one way overthrown, one underthrown to Amir Smith-Marset where he was open. Um, You know, you just... It's early. He's four games in. So you don't want to make any really declarative or definitive statements about him. But it's not going great so far. Needs needs yeah, you know, just some things to work on. Now he looked pretty good a couple of times. That uh that scoring drive where he had a couple of nice throws and almost ran it in himself uh, before Tyler Goodson's one yard touchdown run. He looked good there. A couple of good throws there, but uh, need some improvement in the quarterback play. That's for sure. Nine of 18, 111 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, but luckily only threw 18 times, and we rushed the ball 35 times. That's more of the ratio that we need to see, especially against a defense that was giving up a lot of rushing yards. Since Petrus didn't throw the ball a lot, there wasn't a lot of receiving to be talked about. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset had the nice touchdown catch. Tyrone Tracy had a couple of nice catches. He looked pretty good. Sean Byer with a, a one big catch went up and got it. Uh, that was nice to see. But just not a lot happening in the passing game, but not a lot needed to happen in the passing game. That's six years in a row for Iowa to beat Minnesota. That's pretty fantastic. P.J. Fleck has never beaten Iowa, and that's that's fun too. Um, 
But six years in a row in a rivalry like this, they've often been close games. Obviously not the case tonight. I took a few notes um, at the end of the half when they threw that kind of Hail Mary. Like, oh, just knock that ball down. You know, I didn't feel great at the end of the half, up 14 nothing, And I felt even worse on that long drive for Minnesota. Uh, 10, 11 minutes almost, 16 or 18 plays. I don't have it right in front of me, but it was a long drive. And then obviously ended with the blocked field goal by Jack Kerner and that's got to be kind of a backbreaker for a team to have a drive like that that ends in no points and then really the momentum shifted pretty quickly there um Speaking of Jack Kerner, he had the interception uh, in the first half. Uh, almost got called for targeting. I guess it did get called for targeting, but it was overturned. And that was a close one. And the, the, the one on the map close as well. I think that was a little more direct. You just can't lead with the crown of your head like that. Um, it's hard to know exactly what is and isn't targeting anymore. Um, I feel like you know it when it's definitive, obviously. But uh, if it's close, it's it's really hard to know which way it's going to go. Um but then for Kerner to, to block that field goal was obviously huge as well. Uh, but yeah, that drive felt familiar by Minnesota, and it luckily didn't end familiarly uh, with uh, what I would have expected a touchdown there. But the blocked field goal was huge, and then Goodson had that big run right away. That totally cho- changes that momentum. Um, and at that point, it was just like, I right, stopped throwing the ball. <laughs> Although, again, Peters had those couple of good throws. And then that Riley Moss interception, uh, that's like my dream play. I, I think a good cornerback is the coolest position of a football team. And like having an interception like that where you just have a bunch of open field in front of you, uh, that's got to be about as good of a feeling as you have in football. Uh, but the fourth interception of Minnesota from Riley Moss, that's that's really, really cool. Um, Van Valkenberg had a hell of a game. He looked great. The whole defense, I mean, obviously you pitch a shutout or essentially pitch a shutout. Uh, the whole defense looked really, really good. I want to see what the uh, play-by-play chart says about this final touchdown drive. Does it list all of the timeouts? So Minnesota gets down inside the nine yard line or to the nine yard line with about 19 seconds left and instead of just letting the clock run out and taking taking the L uh, PJ Fleck calls a timeout and Kirk Ferentz had all three of his timeouts left and <laughs> in a very clear sign and hopefully he's being asked about it after the game I, I don't know when or how that's going to happen but I'll be looking for an answer on this uh, a clear sign that Kirk Ferentz didn't like what PJ Fleck did by calling that timeout and doesn't have a lot of um, I don't know if respect is the right word but certainly doesn't um, show much kindness to PJ Fleck he calls three consecutive timeouts just as just to kind of F with him. And then, of course, Iowa or Minnesota scores that final. Rashad Bateman uh, takes away the shutout, which kind of sucks. But that's, you know, nothing to really complain about uh, when it comes to that. Total yards were, were pretty close, although we had way more rushing yards, 236 to 145. 236 yards on the ground is, is really good. Um, that's where you'd like to be almost a seven-yard average. Uh, the offensive line clearly played very well today. And, you know, the defensive line did as well. The whole team, I mean, a win like that, you, you blow out two teams in a row now, you feel a lot better. Um, I think it's natural to look back now and say, if you didn't have those fumbles against Purdue, 
um, or if you you know just played a little bit better against Northwestern, um, especially in that second half, you could be four and zero right now, uh, and that sucks. But I'll try not to think about that yet. You know, I'm going to enjoy this tonight. It was a Friday night game, which was kind of weird. It kind of threw my day off. It was a, a different thing than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought it was going to be more, like, excited all day. But it was just, like, I don't know. It just made it not feel like Friday, which is fine. And uh, I'm glad that I have, like, the whole weekend now to just chill and not be anxious about a Hawkeye game. Um, but... I think it's natural to want more, to be worried about Spencer Petras, to, uh, you know, kind of bemoan the games that Iowa has lost. But you look ahead at the schedule, and they don't have very many good teams on the schedule anymore. Uh, we'll see about Wisconsin and how they look tomorrow against Michigan. Um, but Penn State doesn't look very good, and Iowa goes there and a chance to end a streak. We extend a streak this week. We can end a streak next week, and I think uh, Iowa has a good chance to do it. I'm going to need to see more out of Spencer Petras and want to see Tyler Goodson basically touch the ball every play. Um, Brian Ferentz should just be studying run plays this week. You know, throw it a couple of times just to keep him honest, I guess, but run the ball, run the ball. All right, I'm going to go have a beer. I hope you guys enjoy this win and enjoy your weekend. We will have a bunch of coverage on this game. HawkeyeNation.com, Rick Brown, John Bonacamp, Rob Howe, Anna Kaiser, Lucy Rodine. We'll all be talking about it. Joe Hugan will have a podcast sometime this week. And uh, I'll be back with John Miller on Monday on your podcast feed. So check that out. Uh, Thank you for listening. Go Hawks.